1: Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10
0: minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hour number two of the show, Wilson Alexander in 10 minutes to talk LSU and Georgia Southern. Second half of the hour, Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated also covers the Packers for Maven Sports. He'll join the program as we continue our Inside NFL Preseason Series. Really more of a season preview, obviously, for the Pack. Then Sports Libs and two-minute drill trivia this hour, moving them up an hour this uh, week. So I finally, finally, you know how happy I was last week when I finally got Nate Lejeune. Nate had beat me twice in a row. This doesn't happen. This is unacceptable. I got him back I think uh, by one question. So that means there is no reigning champion this week and you'll have a chance to compete against me in our two-minute drill trivia. I want to first just discuss something Bobby Hebert said last night on the Point After show. Talking about the dud of a game yesterday, and let's be honest, it was a dud. Now, the reason for that is obvious. The Saints did not suit up, what, 30 of their players? So, second-teamers, third-teamers, a lot of guys who will not be on the Saints roster or any roster in the NFL. It would be like going to your favorite restaurant going to your favorite steakhouse expecting that exquisite steak and you've been there every time and you kind of know the chef and that's why you go there and you you book this for your anniversary dinner and you and your wife they go in and then all of a sudden they've got a training staff on board they're training a 21-year-old who's never worked in the kitchen before and letting him cook your steak you going to be happy with that probably not might not take it out on the restaurant and might not hold it against the restaurant cuz you know hey you know they got to train people got to bring new blood in, especially in the restaurant industry. That's kind of what watching an NFL game is like in week four of the preseason. This has been a hot button topic for many, many years now, certainly not just the last couple, but I think it's it's become a little more in our forefront of our social sports consciousness because of social media and you just can't get away from really sports talk on a variety of mediums, not just radio anymore, whether that's podcasts, whether that's YouTube, chat sports, certainly television with the morning cable programs. One thing that I was reminded of last night, I don't know why this popped into my head when I was listening to Bobby Abers' rant, which we'll get into in just a second here, and a couple of things that he said. But have any, if you watch Gladiator, the Russell Crowe movie that I think was, what, about 15, 16 years ago, one Best Picture – one of the great movies in cinema history. Speaking of a a guy who I'm trying to catch up on great cinema history, have you seen Gladiator, Logan? Is this a movie that i got to get you on board?
2: Of course I've seen Gladiator. Okay, I'm
0: just making sure. Just making sure. But you have seen Gladiator. Yes. Okay, do you remember the scene where Russell Crowe's character, he gets captured and he gets thrown into these arena combats and finally he's just taking everybody out and he he does this and the mob's not happy right he's the last guy left standing and he kind of puts his arms out and shouts you know are you not entertained are you not entertained remember that one it's one of the famous really lines in cinema history and certainly in that movie I don't know if you remember that one. You're giving me a blank stare like you don't remember
2: that one. But I remember it. It's, it's very iconic.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, just making sure. Now, Are it, you
2: not entertained? Yes,
0: and he says yes. it like like two or three times. There you go. Okay, so Logan does know. See, you passed this test. Two thumbs up to Logan. So that instantly popped into my mind last night, and I replaced Russell Crowe's Maximus Meridius with Roger Goodell. And can't you picture Roger Goodell in some owner's box in the NFL, pick your, your poison there, standing up, looking at the sparse crowds who are very apoplectic during these final preseason games, standing up and saying, are you not entertained, NFL fans? No. No, we're not entertained anymore. We are not. I guess maybe that slogan could, in those words, could be the NFL's preseason – Unofficial slogan or trademark. This delightfully dreary cap on the Saints preseason yesterday, a 16-13 loss to the Miami Dolphins. I get there were moments of excitement. We played a couple of those in hour number one. The pass, the 43-yarder from Bridgewater to Little Jordan Humphrey, and then Bridgewater's touchdown pass to Emmanuel Butler that certainly got a lot of fans excited. Those bits of the game, though, were buried underneath this sludge of hardly watchable football. Bobby Aber saw it along with the rest of us. And he had a quote here that says, quote, it just goes to show you, I think the future of football, I'd be somewhat surprised if we have four preseason games. This has to change because the NFL is top-notch entertainment. I think we've grown past going to preseason games and wanting to watch, he said. And I think that we have, too. NFL fans show up to those games because why? If you're a season ticket holder, you know this. Some people might not. That's included in the price of your season tickets. So you're already paying the same price you would for a regular season game to go watch Saints-Dolphins with a bunch of backups playing on August 29th. Now, this isn't a Saints problem, or you shouldn't be mad at the Saints for this at all. This is an NFL issue. I think this current four-game preseason is in its death throes. And it's been in its death throes for a few years, but the NFL always moves at a glacial pace. But now we have coaches like Sean Payton, who's told us many times in these post-practice press conferences during training camp, when we ask him, hey, do you need four games to evaluate? And he says, well, I, don't, I don't think so. He's told us and players have told us that joint practices like the ones that they had with the Chargers this year and last year are more valuable in developing players and evaluating the talent that you have on your roster. Christian Garrick said it last night on the Point After show. He believes that the NFL will learn to monetize those joint practices through videos, maybe online subscription channels, maybe a deal with a site like Amazon or Netflix. Now, he didn't say that. I'm just extrapolating on what Christian said. So the NFL can still make the money that they would lose from a couple of less preseason games. But let's all be honest here. Aren't we over this? There's no other sport on the world that I'm aware with, other than maybe soccer if you count the friendlies that they go through, that plays 25% of its regular season schedule as an exhibition slate. And that's what the NFL is doing. 16-game regular season, 25% of that four games they play as an exhibition schedule. That's too much. That's too much, and fans have had enough. The only reason that the NFL might not change this is because they're a monopoly, and frankly, they don't necessarily have to unless the revolt comes within. They're not going to change it because you and me and Saints fans and Falcons fans and Chargers fans and Dolphins fans, fans from around the country, get a little riled up about this for a couple of days, a couple of weeks each year. They're only going to do it if the coaches start complaining, the players start complaining, the players' union wants to go in negotiations for this, I'm crossing my fingers that that happened because no, Roger Goodell, no, we are not entertained and we haven't been for quite a while. Let's get one phone call in here. Jimmy and Gretna giving us a call tonight. Jimmy, how you doing? Hey,
1: Seth, I left the uh, Backstreet Boys concert early to call you up, man. (laughs) How's it going, (laughs) dude? Good, good. good. No, look, hey, number one, uh, kudos to Zion Williamson for coming out to the Tulane game last night. I was there. I got a selfie with him. You know what? Anthony Davis would never do that, or at least he never did it here. And Zion's really embracing the city. Uh, For anybody who didn't know, he was at the Tulane game last night, Tulane crushed FIU. I hope people come out to the Little League uh, parade tomorrow in Metairie. It's going to be very hot, 11 a.m. on Veterans Boulevard. But the reason I called is now that Tommy Lee Lewis was released by the Lions, is there any chance – I know the wide receiver situation is kind of a mess and kind of, you know, Emmanuel Butler looks like, looks like he'll make the game. He's kind of the Colson prototype that Peyton's been desiring. But will Tommy Lee Lewis possibly get a sniff again from the Saints? I'm curious to know what your take on that is.
0: Uh, Jimmy, the answer to that is a hard no. Absolutely not. Nothing against Tommy Lee Lewis. But this roster at that position is much deeper, more talented than when Tommy Lee was on it and when the Saints decided to cut ties with him last year. So I wish Tommy Lee all the best. I think he'll catch on somewhere in the NFL. I think he's too talented not to, too young not to, but it won't be here in New Orleans. I mean, you're keeping Tommy Lee Lewis over a guy like Little Jordan Humphrey even, who even I don't think Little Jordan's going to make this roster. But I put him on there well before I give Tommy Lee Lewis another shot. A couple of texts coming in. At 870-870, one from the 504. Great show tonight, Seth. You kept me tuned in from Hammond at Slidell. Love the Jeopardy segment. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you listening tonight. Another one from the 504. I'm a high school football. I am a high school football field, and we get trained more than we have to. I think in a high school football official, and we get trained more than we have to. Approximately six trainers, they all volunteer, but they'd rather train us. And we go to camps every year. They come out and see us doing some scrimmage games and everything like that. I agree with you. I think the pros can learn a lot more training from training. And I agree. That's, that's it. I, I, look, I was a high school official for a decade, actually a little over a decade, back in Washington State. Then when I moved here in 2011, I continued that. Had a lot of fun, but we had more training on a weekly basis, hands-on training, and throughout the year than apparently the NFL gets. This goes back to what John Perry told Kevin Seifert at ESPN in this big profile that they released today, and I thought it was fascinating, and this was stunning. Perry saying, quote, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you that there are only two trainers for all of the officials in the NFL, and they put out training tapes. So the only training anyone is receiving is those weekly tapes, end quote there. I don't know what the NFL is doing with that. seems bizarre to say the least considering the dump trucks full of money that they're making every week, every day, every year. Text from the 504, even if they cut it to two preseason games, people will complain about the second game. Instead of a practice squad, in quotes, why not just have a minor league development team? I I don't think knowing enough about Vince McMahon and the XFL that he would ever want to turn his league into a development league for the NFL unless the NFL offers him a boatload of money. Maybe that'll happen, but I don't think there's any real market for an actual NFL development league. I mean, they've tried it before. It just hasn't worked. 504-260-1870. If you want to hop on in, you can text us at 870-870. When we come back, we'll talk just a little bit of LSU and Georgia Southern. Yeah, I know. Look, it's, it's a game that, frankly, if LSU's not winning by 28, 31, 35 points in the fourth quarter— we're going to be pretty surprised, but let's wrap about it because it is going to be the unveiling of this much-hyped new offense with Joe Brady there. We'll do that next as the last lap continues on WWL. One college football top 25 game going on right now. It's not close. Wisconsin blowing out the South Florida Bulls 42 to nothing. LSU tomorrow at 6:30. Our coverage here on WWL will begin at 1 p.m. with the Gulf Coast Bank of Trust Tiger tailgating show with Herb Tyler. And Christian Garrick. To preview that with us right now, it's Wilson Alexander of The Advocate and NOLA.com at WH Alexander underscore on Twitter. And uh, Wilson, Amy promised that, uh, made me promise that I'd be nice to you. Uh, I don't know that I'd been mean to you, but I promise to be nice to you, okay?
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I've never gotten, I mean, buy from you at all. So I don't really
0: know where she got that from. <laughs> no, it's just uh, We were just bantering back and forth a little bit. I refuse yeah. to ask you any question, by the way, about Georgia Southern. I just refuse to do it. People are going to tune out. So let's just focus just focus on LSU here. <laughs> are, are we actually going to see this new uh, Coach O spread off? Is Joe Brady spread offense tomorrow that everybody's been talking about all summer?
3: You know, I really think we are. Uh, Coach O, during his uh, press conference on Wednesday, was asked about you know, how much of the offense is actually going to show in this game? Because, you know, you kind of want to balance getting your offense in sync but not showing too much of it like for Texas. Um, and he said we're going to come out guns blazing. Um, so we'll see how much they really put out there, but it's definitely probably going to look different.
0: Offensive line, I know, has been banged up a little bit here during uh, the the camp period over the last month. Where are they going across the offensive line?
3: So it should be um, – it was interesting, as said um, – that Sadiq Charles left tackle is available if needed, but also that he's ready to go. So right now I would still expect Sadiq to be the starting left tackle, A.G. McGee to be the starting left guard. He's a little bit ahead of Chase on Hines right now because Hines was, missed a couple of preseason practices coming off that of offseason knee surgery. Then Lloyd Cohenberry at center, uh, Damian Lewis at right guard, and Austin Deculis at right tackle.
0: Does that group concern you at all, Wilson?
3: I mean, not right now um it's an interesting you know we the offensive line was so shaky last year it's been at, we we asked a lot of players and, and i know we're trying a lot during preseason camp about their their progression and if they've gotten any better and everyone's saying that they're the most improved group that lsu has you know had in the preseason
0: right. um
3: so whether or not we'll act, that i'll actually translate to games, we'll see but right now there i wouldn't be much for concern until they
0: actually perform That's definitely promising considering the tribulations they had last year. I was talking to Mike Dettelier earlier tonight, a big long segment we did that's going to air tomorrow on the pregame show, and he couldn't stop talking about Jamar Chase, that he thinks he's going to be a future star, and he said Coach O's told him he thinks he's going to be a future star. Do you see that from Jamar?
3: It it could definitely be, yeah. I mean, he's he's such a talented receiver, and, and last year it took a little bit of time for him and for Terrace Marshall to kind of get into college football a little bit and, that, you know, just Justin Jefferson was really the one main target, but it seems like they're going to be able to spread the ball out a lot more this year between Justin and Jamar and Terrace and all these other targets that they have. They're pretty deep at wide receiver, and Jamar is certainly a piece of that.
0: What are you watching for tomorrow? And I would assume it's not going to be the scoreboard, as that shouldn't be a factor, Wilson.
3: Yeah, I don't expect the the score to be that relevant by the end of the game. I think my prediction in the favor tomorrow is 41-10 uh, LSU. Um, I So I'm really I'm probably like everybody else, I'm gonna be watching this offense um, to see how it performs, and if this if this new spread RPS scheme is is actually what they've been talking about, and and if it can you know depart from the LSU offenses of old. That's really the main focus.
0: You know what I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching the fans who are gonna be uh, alcohol infused uh, inside Tiger Stadium <laughs> for the first time ever. Are fans over there real hyped about this? They gotta be, right?
3: I mean, yeah you know it's it's uh louisiana and, and you're allowed to drink while you're watching the football game so <laughs> i think they're pretty pumped
0: isn't that, wasn't that the silliest thing ever it was to me like we can't go have a little adult beverage while we watch football like what it seems, it seems yeah I, it,
3: it's interesting that it took them this long to get there but they're here now all
0: right uh wilson uh, look i said short and sweet i told my producer that this week but i promise uh next week we'll go a little more in-depth with you thanks for the five minutes tonight
3: Hey, thanks you, man. And you're you're very nice, so I'll make sure Amy knows. <laughs>
0: okay, text Amy that. Tell her I was very nice, all right? <laughs> <laughs> have a great night. All though. right, all right. Have fun with that game tomorrow. Wilson Alexander at WHAlexander underscore covers LSU for the advocate Andola.com. We'll take a break. We're got going inside NFL preseason. One of the teams we talk about every year a lot, the Green Bay Packers. That's next. We continue our inside NFL preseason Segment and really beyond preseason now, so it's kind of a season preview that we have transversed into the NFC. I don't even know that's a word. We're into the NFC now, and we got three of uh, those teams coming up tonight Packers, uh, excuse me, Bears and Eagles later, but first we'll start with those Packers. Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated and also Maven Sports covers the Packers there at Bill Huber SI joins us to talk Green Bay. Bill, what's going on, man? How much? How are you guys doing? Uh, Look, I'm great. Uh, How are things up there? It seems to be a very intriguing offseason to say the least for the Packers, man.
4: It is. It's um, after 13 seasons of the same coach and the same offensive system and the same this and the same that. It's it's a whole lot of new. Everybody, love, everybody loves new, whether it's a new car or the new grocery store or a new football coach. Everybody loves new. So we'll We'll see if it works out, but there is some, I think, very cautious optimism up here.
0: You, know, you mentioned 13 years. It's also been 13 years since the Packers have missed the playoffs in back-to-back years. That's what they've done the last two seasons, and Matt LaFerre is now the man. Um, and playoff expectations this year in his first season, I guess they always are up there in Green Bay.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I think, I think it's among the fans that it's very cautious optimism. They've seen a team that went to the championship game and, should have gone to the Super Bowl in 2014, they've very, well, I didn't say slowly, they've they have taken steady steps backward um, to where they are of oh, known playoffs, like you just mentioned. So it's its very it's very um, wait and see among the fans. I think personally they're going to be pretty darn good, um, but we're going to, there, there, there are just so many questions though with the team though, because they, they didn't play much in the preseason and I mean, they're just questions about really uh,
0: LaFleur's relationship with Aaron Rodgers has been reported on by everybody over the last uh, half a year or so. And uh, look, I thought Aaron had a great year last year, not maybe one of his best. He was a little cautious sometimes, but 25 touchdowns, two interceptions, very Aaron rodgers like, uh, will LaFleur be better for Rodgers than McCarthy was? Do you think is it, I guess it's a wait and see, but what's your projection
4: there? Yeah, I think so. Um, Rogers was craving change and he's got it. Um, he is close friends with Matt Ryan, the Atlanta quarterback. LaFleur in, in 2015 and 16 was the Falcons quarterback's coach. Um, Matt Ryan won MVP in 2016. So I think that's the optimism there, where um, LaFleur took an established quarterback and helped make him better. Um, and that's obviously what Rodgers is here. You know, Rodgers a number of times has used the word fun um, involved in the scheme. You know, he was talking about practice the other day. The offense was really cooking. In the offensive lineman, uh, David Bakhtiari said, "Boy, we're really doing well. What are we doing differently?" He said, and, and Rogers said, we're, "We're running all of our stuff. Or we're using all of our fun stuff." Was what Rogers said. Um, he really likes the scheme. Again, we'll, we'll see if it works, and we'll see both the relationship and the marriage between the two. But I think um, Rogers likes everything to date.
0: Rogers, for the first time since those early um, early years has it not talked about now as one of the NFL's best quarterbacks, which is surprising. And, and, and when I say that, you know, now when you hear these cable network shows and watch them or national sports talk radio, it's all about Mahomes, It's about Brady. It's about breeze. And not a lot of people are talking about Aaron. Is is he taking that as a slight? Does he worry about that kind of stuff?
4: Well, interesting. That's an interesting comment. Um, No, he doesn't worry about it, but he hears everything. He's, I mean, they, they get, so yeah, I mean, any any bit of fuel for him, he'll, he'll take it. But I, I don't think he's concerned that he's not mentioned with Mahomes. Um, but yeah, he's he certainly caught notice of it. I, I, you know, he's he's gotten a lot of flack the last couple of years, and some of it probably rightfully so. Um, he had some very uncharacteristically poor plays last year. Um, I think there's a fair number of fans, at least nationally. Who blame what happened on McCarthy? They blame it on Rodgers specifically for torpedoing the coach. I, I think I think Rodgers knows all this stuff. And here's a guy who's 35, going to be on 36 at the end of the year. Um, his legacy has always been important to him. I don't I don't think he wants his legacy um, to be hard to coach. He doesn't want his legacy to be coach killer. He doesn't want his legacy to be a guy who um, struggled the ladder. Five, six year of his of his career he wants to be a guy whose legacy is, is of a championship quarterback and he's running out of years to be their quarterback so I, I think I think he's embracing all this stuff and and part of the things that think' racing is is the, the noise out there that he's not who he once was
0: do you believe that do you believe that the best days are long behind him long behind Rodgers?
4: no no I don't think, I don't think that for, for the world um look at Tom Brady Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's in his 40s, and he's, he's an unbelievable quarterback because you don't have to have the physical tools. And Rodgers' physical tools are great, don't get me wrong. But you don't have to be the most gifted quarterback um, to thrive in today's NFL. Um, in today's NFL, you, you can't hit the quarterback, right? I mean, look at, look at Drew Brees. Um, he, Drew Brees can play until he's 70 because he's so <laughs> – He's so smart. I mean, yeah, he can't throw the ball like he once could. I mean, frankly, he frankly never could throw the ball that well. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. Arm strength, that's right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But who cares? The guy is—he is so far advanced mentally um, that he's got the defense beat before the snap half the time because he he, he knows everything. There, there's a no look on earth that's going to fool Drew Brees. And it's the same thing with the Rodgers. He's seen all this stuff before. He, he could play. And, he's, and he still can throw and he can still can run. So, I am a guy. he can play for, for years and years and years.
0: We're previewing the Packers season with Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated and Maven Sports. Other side of the football has always been the ying to the Packers offensive yang with Rodgers. Uh, I'm not going to say it's always been broken, but certainly has cost them some playoff games. You mentioned that Seattle NFC Championship game when it was just an utter meltdown by that defense late into overtime. Um, is they, are they finally getting that fixed on the opposite side of the ball?
4: I think so. I think they're going to be really good on defense. I really do, and, and they should be. Um, they spent the offseason, and, and, and for agency, they, they bought Zadarius Smith from the Ravens, Preston Smith from the Redskins. Those guys are your outside linebackers. And Adrian Amos, the Bears safety. So they signed those guys in for agency to oodles and oodles of money. And then in the draft, they got another outside linebacker, Rashawn Geary, in the first round, and another safety in the first round, Darnell Savage. So they're two worst position groups on defense, um, they added five premier, well, hopefully from their perspective, hopefully premier players. Um, in the, they've, they've invested in cornerback to the draft. So they better be better. There's there's no excuse not to. I mean, unless, unless everybody gets hurt. I mean, they, they've, they've invested so many resources in that side of the ball. And uh, they had a really good training camp. I, I've never seen a Packers defense break up so many passes. They were in passing lanes all summer long. Um, We'll see if it translates to the regular season. I I really do think the defense is going to be really good. Uh,
0: Bill, finally, I've I've told people here, just from my very outside perspective looking in, I think the NFC North could be, from top to bottom, the toughest division to predict in football. Mm -hmm. Where do the Packers fit into that? Where do the Packers fit into this very good NFC?
4: Yeah, I totally agree with you about that. Um, I've seen some national people put the Bears in last place, which is like, really? I'm, I'm not seeing that, but... The the Packers could win the North. I I wouldn't pick them to win the North, but there's no reason for them not to really. They've got a, where you have to have great players, they've got great players. They've got a great quarterback. Um, They should have a really good pass rush. Um, They should be able to take the football away. They've got a great wide receiver. They've got a great running back. Um, They've got a great left tackle. Um, Where they need to be strong, they seem to be really strong. So, So, there's no reason for them not to win the North. I, I, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not saying they're going to because the Bears are. The Bears defense is fantastic and the Vikings defense is fantastic. Um, but they should be right in the mix for sure.
0: Well, like they are every year, the Packers will be must-watch television week in and week out. Bill Huber covers the Packers for Sports Illustrated and Maven Sports at Bill Huber SI on Twitter. Give him a follow there. Bill, really appreciate you taking some time tonight. Thanks so much.
4: All right, enjoy the season.
0: Yep, you too. All right, that's inside Packers camp. We still have Eagles and Bears to come a little later in the show. Coming up next, we've got sports libs, and then we're looking for a contestant for our two-minute drill trivia. Heck, if you want to call now and hold on, you certainly can. Uh, we're just going to probably take the next caller, but that's coming up in about 10 minutes to do that. But I uh, I finally got off to schneid last week. It's been a while since I won one because we didn't do them in the whole month of July for all vacations, and then Nate just beat beat me silly. So I'm coming off a win. So I want to keep this win streak going, but you can you can end me. You can end that streak. <laughs> Two-minute drill. Uh, Sports Libs first here on the last lap. Two-minute drill trivia coming up, so give us a call. Looking for a contestant at 504-260-1870. But first, it's time for Sports Libs. And Logan Falgu, our ever-effervescent MC, looking sharp. What's that shirt under there? What you got under there that uh, hoodie on?
2: Uh, It's a uh, it's oh oh, sorry it's a uh, it's a wrestling T-shirt. Of course it is.
0: Of course it is. What's a does wrestling have an off season? Oh, what does that say? I can't really see. It says
2: Wyatt Jim. Wyatt Jim. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wrestling does not have an off season. Actually, they just keep going and going and
0: going. (laughs) Just going and going and going. All right. Uh, What we got for sports libs?
2: Uh, Well, first up here we have. Give me just a second. I'm definitely expecting to see blank make the Saints team.
0: Oh, this is easy for me, because I've you know what I have? I have a Magnum energy drink riding on it from one Christian Garrick. So I am putting myself, again, out there uh, fully. I was going to go further with that, but I think I'll stop there. I will say Austin Carr. And it's got to be Austin Carr, because let's face it, Steve Court and I, we need our energy when we're waking up at 6 a.m. to do these game day shows. So, yes, Austin Carr, do one for your bro.
2: All right. Next up here we have... The Saints are going to need to blank in this first preseason game. or uh, Sorry, in this first regular season game.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was going to say for first preseason game. we are far wait.
2: past that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Saints need to uh, make sure Drew Brees actually starts the game because, oh boy, has their offense been a little stagnant. And, and look. Even with Taysom Hill a little bit, he had that one comeback win, and he has looked good, but the offense around him has not really looked great. And we know Teddy Bridgewater has had some problems with really more. Yesterday, I thought that Teddy looked fine. It was more the pieces around him. So I will say, hey, just make sure Drew Brees actually suits up for the game, and they should be fine.
2: All right. Next up here we have, I'm going to be doing blank over my Labor Day weekend.
0: A lot. A lot. There will be. Much R&R time. This is – look, I will peel it back a little bit for everybody. The month of August every year is the busiest time for every single person, every single member of the sports staff here at WWL. We are working uh, the last, what, 34 days. I have worked 32 of those. Now, 31 of those, pardon me. Only two of those were because I had surgery. Uh, Some people have worked – 33 of those 34 days. I think Christian has worked maybe 32 or 33 of those. So, long story short, uh, we all need some R&R, man. We're going to relax. We're going to get back. We're going to hopefully stay safe and dry here. We're praying for everybody down in Florida that's going to have the impact of Dorian. But, yeah, it's just going to be an R&R time for me.
2: All right. Next one up here, we have Blank is going to have my attention during LSU's football game.
0: Oh, yeah joe burrow if joe burrow is what everybody says he is who's that denny green they are who we thought they were um he's got to be good against georgia southern got to be actually great against georgia southern so maybe 300 yards 250 300 yards two three touchdowns no turnovers do something like that
2: all right and last up here we have i'm looking forward to blank aside from the saints
0: uh breaking bad the movie that I, I i watched that trailer logan we were talking about this the other day i probably watched that trailer 150 times in the last three days and i can't wait what is it november is that one it is so i'm sure we'll have all sorts of reviews here on the air when that happens i think the first thing that came to mind oh i saw um mark hamill plays uh, luke skywalker I saw him kind of hyping up the new movie, too, so I'm kind of ready for that. That's Sports Libs? That's it? Yep, that is it. All right, that's Sports Libs. We'll take a break when we come back. I think I got a special contestant for our two-minute drill trivia. We'll do that next. All right, it's that time of the week, Fridays. It's two-minute drill trivia time. Logan's our MC. We do a little sports and pop culture trivia, and I think we got a contestant here on line one. Uh, Is this Justin? Oh, yeah, bud. Oh, I love the music. (laughs) Is this one Justin Dunlap? This is the one Justin Dunlap. <laughs> this is this is my brother, y'all, live from Portland, Oregon. What's up, man?
3: Oh, chilling. Just got done with a hard
0: day at work. Yeah, a little music, rocking out. It's a three-day weekend, at least for some of us. So, uh, look, we don't have a lot of time, so let's just get into this. Uh, it's you oh, and me yeah. in, uh, uh, I guess, a test of, of brains and, and brain power, all right? Oh, boy. Okay, the rules of this are simple. You get two minutes. There's eight questions. You can pass. Everything's going to go yeah. down here in the studio. It's all above board. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay, Logan,
2: take it away. All right, let's get started here. First up, we have in inches, how big in diameter is a basketball hoop?
3: Justin. Yeah.
2: Do have how- to chime in? A basketball hoop? Yes. Uh, 22 inches. That is incorrect. Question number 2. Why did uh why did the year 1994 see no baseball World Series? Uh strike. That is correct. What was the first televised game of the NFL?
1: Dolphins versus Bears.
2: That is incorrect. Oh, next up. Which was the uh which was the only team to win two World Series in the 1980s? Dodgers. That is correct. Next question in feet, how high is a basketball hoop? Ten. That is correct. Next up here, which boxer was an underdog with odds of forty two to one when he stunned Mike Tyson? Oh uh, uh Tommy Hearns? That is incorrect. Damn it. Darn it. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The American basketball team, the Bulls, represent which city? Chicago. That is correct. All right. I'm gonna give Seth the wave. I'm getting the,
0: the wave back in here from Logan. Uh bro, how'd it go? Or do you even want to tell me?
2: It went. it went all right. I think I got seven. Is that what I got, Logan? <laughs> you did not get seven. You got four. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh all right, here 100%. we go.
0: But they, hey, you know what? You're right. That's 50%. So that would be an F, uh, just like your high school, uh, I think, math class. Uh, okay, let's go. Here we go. Two minutes on the board. Let's see if I can beat the four that my brother just scored.
2: All right, here we go. First question. In inches, how big is the diameter of a basketball hoop?
0: Uh, it is 11 and a half. So it's like, it is like it is 11 and a half. So I'll say 12. It's 11 or 12. I don't know which one they went. But it's 11 and a half. I know this because I did this in high school. I'm going to say 12. Round
2: up. That is incorrect. Oh, is it eleven? They have eleven. No, actually, I, I'm gonna have to check this one. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, why did uh, Why did the year 1994 see no baseball World Series? A uh, strike. That is big correct. time
0: strike. My poor Mariners were so good that year.
2: Next one up. What was the be. first televised game of the NFL?
0: First televised game of the NFL. Yes. Wow. 1936. I have no idea why that's in my head. I have no idea. 1936.
2: 1939.
0: Oh, wow. That was close. All right.
2: Uh, what, uh, which was the only team to win two World Series in 1980s?
0: That would be the Reds. That is incorrect. No, no it's, Is it the Dodgers? Yes. Yeah, it is the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't know why I blew that one. Gosh, darn it. Okay. In feet, how high is a basketball hoop? Oh, 10. I hope my brother got that one.
2: That is correct. Next one up. Which boxer was an underdog with odds of forty-two to one when he stunned Mike Tyson? Buster Douglas. That is correct. Hey, all right. Next one up, the American bas- uh, basketball team, the Bulls, represents which city? Chicago. That is correct. Is that it? Uh, yes, that is it, and we have a tiebreaker because you guys both tied. So, uh, you know what we'll
0: do? Because we're up against the Justin, you there. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Do you know what happens in a tie? Usually, we do a tiebreaker, but we're up against the hard clock. Uh, we'll invite you back next week to do the same thing. How about that? Oh yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> What's the uh, what? What was the hoop answer? The the basketball diameter.
2: Oh, uh, the one I had was 18, 18 inches in diameter. Hmm.
1: Uh, I was closer, but I was over.
2: Maybe
0: a, I'm maybe a, like, I'm thinking about the ball because the ball's like 11. I could be I could be thinking about the actual ball. You could be thinking about the ball. Yeah, I, could, I bet it is 18. I bet it is yeah. 18. Justin, bro, thanks yeah. for coming on the show, man. I'm glad you didn't uh, wipe the floor with me. That was a blast. I can't believe we tied. <laughs> That's fitting, right? That's fitting. Hey, have fun up there, and uh, look, I'll, I'll I'll probably text you or call you after the show, but I'll talk to you next week right here on the show. All right, brother. All right, there he goes. That's Justin Dunlap, live from Portland, Oregon, a terrible Cowboys fan. Give him lots of you-know-what.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.